favorite study was they took guys that were bisexual, they identified as bisexual, and they put a little ring on their dick. It measures how engorged your dick gets with blood. Oh, yeah. I keep one on my, it's attached, attached to my Fitbit. <laughs> See how many boners I get per, many boners I get per day. The LeBron thing is actually pretty unique because he was born in, essentially, Cleveland, yeah. in Akron, whatever Akron's, the fuck Akron's, that is. Akron's so shitty that you tell people you're from Cleveland. That's yeah. how shitty Akron is. <laughs> but was he hanging out with them when he was really little and he was like six inches tall? Or was, was this never, when he was an adult that no, just looked like a little kid? No, he went from like, his growth spurt was from like two feet to two one. I don't know, it's just hard to tell. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Last Man on Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. I had to bail Matt out of jail after he was arrested for pulling a Pee Wee Herman at an advanced screening of the book club. <laughs> I hope you know what that movie is, Matt, because this joke's otherwise not going to make any sense. Uh, it was explained to me what it is. Uh, something about those old lady actresses being catty about vaginal dryness that turned Matt into a lunatic. Scratch, scratch like sandpaper, Matt. Let me hear you meow. Do you, do you know what that movie is? Yeah, I saw the trailer. The old ladies ha- talking about uh, so the old uh, Diane Keaton, uh, Jane Fonda, Candace Bergen. I assume they're all in their eighties now. They look like in their seventies, but they're all in their eighties. They all read Fifty Shades of Grey, and it reawakens. Uh, they have a sexual reawakening. They all get real horny. They all get real horny and reevaluate their sex lives. <laughs> it might be funny. I don't know. Really. No, you're lying now. It looks I, fucking horrible. There is also the trailer for this new source. God, I hate this woman's name. Sorshi Ronan. Sor- yes. Soros. Yeah, as close as I it's can not get. A, it's not a name. It's not a valid name. It's not legitimate. Um, and the trailer was just her looking really sad yes. and feeling really bad for herself, but it never explained what the movie was about. But that movie, I can see that. I, I understand that, but I see that movie appealing to like young emo girls. Right. Because they will go, like, do you see Lady Bird? Yeah. Like, they'll go see Lady Bird, right? Because it's about, like, a suffering, semi, sort of not really attractive high school girl. It was they, funny, though. It was funny. It was, it was the best of that kind. But they, there's an audience for that. Who is the audience to watch old ladies talk about sex? Other than old ladies, and I don't think they go to the movies. Well, they do a movie like that every few years. I mean... Fried Green Tomatoes, that was a long time ago, but it did really well. And then there's the old guy movies, like Last Vegas. And yes. These movies are all terrible. I think they the make, yeah, the, where they're always doing like a one last robbery or one last yeah. whatever. John Travolta, old dogs. Yes. I mean, just really, really awful, awful, awful movies. But I think old guys watch movies, but do old women watch movies about, and do they want to watch movies about women having sex, or do they just want to watch movies about people dying, like on Golden Pond? Do they just want to see like end-of-life grandparent stories, or do they really want to see 80-year-old women talking, having a sexual reawakening? I don't know. I mean... Who is that? Who, I, who's, the audi- who's the audience for this? I don't have a lot... When I go and visit my parents, I don't have a lot to do, so I... You know, I'll try and convince my mom to go to the movies with me. Yes. I know what movie we won't be seeing. <laughs> book, book club. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is made because they have to make a movie about older women and, and sex. And they came, that was like... Someone pitched that as a funny idea to bring together old actors who haven't worked in a long time. I, I don't understand any of this. But isn't the premise fairly retarded? Like, okay, so your body's dying, and all of a sudden your your hormones go crazy. Like, you're, you're now sexually, uh, you know, liberated because you read Fifty Shades of Grey. And, and in the trailer, they're like, oh, my God. 
goodness. Like, yes. Like they've never heard of the, the shit that's going on in the yes. book. Like, yes. It's fucking stupid. Yes. It's, it's, a, it's a bit of those stories where they imply that like all grandparents are inherently stupid. Like they don't. Yeah, like you've they been haven't around lived for eighty years yes. old. You've heard of everything. Yeah, it's like when you get older, suddenly you forget everything you learned throughout the entire life. You become you become idiotic. Right. It is really kind of demean. It's kind of demeaning if you think about it. Like you assume women who've had a sex life for for decades will understand sex a little bit, and they've had children and everything else will understand a little bit about sex. Yeah, but it's like yeah, they've opened up now. It'd be funnier if they were like some like uh, Mormon group or. You know, some religious sect that had never exper- you know, seen this stuff before. That would be, uh, yeah, that's, yes. a, that's a much better movie. Let's make that movie. And, and they don't, by the way, can they all be 20-year-old hot girls? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't like old people talking about sex. I don't like young people talking about sex. I don't want to see old people talking I about sex. I wonder over under, because they're going to have to have the hot guy that one of them yes. fucks, but yes. he can't be like 30. No, he'll be like 55. It's like a Viagra commercial yes. where you can't tell, like the guy's old, but he's not that old. You think he still get it, can get it up? Yeah, yeah, that'll be that guy. He's probably a lawyer. <laughs> yes, the guy who's always looking out over the sun, the sunset with the, with the older lady. Mm-hmm. They're always very. They always have like gray hair, but perfectly groomed gray hair. Like they look good, like male model, female model, like sixty year olds. They're, they're basically Brett Favre. Yes. <laughs> well, I think about that too. Like I saw. I don't know if you watched the NFL draft, but they had like Roger Stavak come out, and he's got to be in his seventies now. And he threw a ball, like he threw. They had him throw like a football out to the crowd, and he's still got. I mean, you know, he's seventy, but he's, whatever. But he's still got a, an arm. He can still throw the ball farther than I can, I'm sure. Right. But, like, do you want a football league of, like, 70-plus-year-olds? <laughs> like, you're not going to watch that. It just thinks some things are meant for youth. I'm sorry. Uh, this week's Last Minute Earth podcast is sponsored by the Office of the Attorney General of the State of New York. Currently searching for a guy, any guy, who promises not to beat women, stalk women, or hire them to whip his ass with a leather riding crop while he barks like a dog. Women, encur- women encouraged to apply, but really, we're looking for a good lawyer. <laughs> that was a- that would seem rather sexist. Did you see the new uh, Schneiderman, char- Schneiderman charges? I, I think I kind of missed this one. Following on the heel, so uh, Elliot Spitzer was, I think, the previous uh, New York State's Attorney General. He had, uh, of course, uh, uh, run-ins with prostitutes, including the latest one where he was uh, paying women to treat him like a dog. Uh, so this guy Schneiderman, I forget his first name now, he's been the Attorney General for the last five years, and an outspoken feminist... And uh, a women's rights advocate and the guy who claimed the, claiming he was going to get to the bottom of the Harvey Weinstein cases in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, he resigned, uh, Matt, this morning because uh, four women came out uh, that he dated and said that he used to uh, physically assault them and beat them <laughs> while he was in, in, the romantic, in the romantic act. I don't know, man. There's a lot of the Spitzer stuff. I mean, yeah, he fucked a couple prostitutes, but I think that was a, a total Wall Street campaign. Like, you just don't fuck with Wall Street if you're in that district. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't doubt there was there were people like out, were out to get him. Even Trump was out to get those guys, or when he was a business guy. I don't I don't doubt that. But then you still can't be like on all fours with a fucking leash around your neck, like knowing you're a target. Well, he seems fairly submissive. I don't. What was he abusing women? Well, no. So Spitzer was Spitzer was pegged and then punch a chick in the face. No, no, no. Different guy. Spitzer was a submissive. Oh, oh. Schneiderman was apparently like choking women out. His defense, by the way, this morning was that. It was all sexual role play, okay. <laughs> Which is like seems like an seems. I mean, I guess that's where you have to go once you've admitted you strangled a woman. Like, I'm going to play the role of the rapist tonight, yes. oh, honey. I'm not feeling that actually. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> so the women actually had to go to see doctor. They had to go see doctors. So I think you have to wonder, like, if you're like, maybe you get away with that if you're like a scroungy, like uh, I don't know, dude who's not in a, in a position of importance. If you're the state attorney general and the most 
probably high profile state in the country. That position is one of the most high profile like political positions in the country. Maybe you don't choke women as part of your sex. Part of your sex, fun. Yeah, or, be, or slap them around and then tell them to do your bidding. Maybe that's just not your thing. And if anything, maybe you go hire some dirty prostitutes to do that stuff, but not actually legitimate girl, legitimate girlfriends. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to be on the same page, obviously. I don't get into the BDSM stuff uh, too often, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the rules, but uh, there's like a safe word. I think. I think if you're famous and you're in law enforcement combined you don't want to leave your fingerprints on another woman's neck right. that just seems like something that seems like you've gone too far maybe maybe you bark a few orders ask her to play the french maid or something like that but nothing where you're actually strangling her aggressively against a wall that just seems like a bad seems like somebody's gonna fall it doesn't back. work out too well anymore i was just watching this video of this porn star uh, what's her name she has a bifurcated tongue i mean just to give you a, you know a visual um and they showed you her. say that you say that like that's a, like that's a thing like oh, some people might have. I go yeah, I got a I got an aunt with a bifurcated tongue. What is this woman's name? They so she accused this porn company of like um, abusing her. And they, oh, I remember that story. They were doing like some serious. The no, this has happened a few times. Yeah, yeah, they were beating her. They were there. The guy was like beating her hard, like during the uh, the sex act. Yeah, and then she they claimed showed, it was too hard. She claimed it was too hard. Well, the guy was like, all right, so just say stop at any point if you want uh, them to stop. And then she never did. And then she just claimed she was, like, intimidated. And her story just didn't make any sense because they showed all the raw footage. Yeah. And she was lying. So all I'm saying is, like, super weird porn star, no longer safe. So, like, if this is the kind of thing you want to do, hey, maybe just don't do it. Yeah. But I don't know. Go to Thailand. I don't know. Like, these are four, these are not going to work out well. These are four women who spoke to the New Yorker, Mag. Who spoke to the New Yorker. <laughs> And the funny, and the thing for here, I'll, I'll tell you one thing that I really felt bad about. I haven't felt bad about like Rose McGowan and her gang. So Asia Argento, who's one of Rose McGowan's friends, who was also claimed she was assaulted by Harvey Weinstein back in the day, said tweeted this morning. Uh, you know, nobody believed me about Harvey Weinstein. By the way, this Schneiderman guy, he was the guy I went to for help. <laughs> and she's like, now what do you do? Like now what do you do? I kind of felt bad for her. Yeah, that's pretty that. fucked up. Because the guy, the guy who tells you he's going to take down Harvey Weinstein, you go talk to. Turns out he's beating, beating women in his bedroom. <laughs> it does kind of suck for women in that situation. Hey, don't forget to become a patron of the show. Brian, don't forget to be a patron of the show. I'm watching you on Patreon.com. Patreon.com last men, slash last men on earth. Don't you see pizza, Brian? Become a sponsor. <laughs> Thanks to all our new patrons. We got more patrons this week. Get on that shit now before it disappears. At some point, we're cutting it off. I'm cutting it off, Matt. I'm going to stop people from uh, sponsoring us. Why? I don't know why. Just to be cool. It's going to be like a pop-up shop. <laughs> it's going to close. You're going to like, I would like to sponsor you. No, too late. You're out. You're out. It's just the original sponsors. By the way, we're not there yet. Just so you know, we're not there yet. I love the pop, like the Kanye, the pop-up shops. This is why I think Kanye is actually a genius, even though he's clearly mentally ill. Uh, when he does like his pop-up shops in New York, like his Pablo, whatever the hell it is, and they sell sweatshirts, hoodies for like three fifty. And they have lines around the corner, mm. and it's only open for like 36 hours. That's just fucking genius. It just really, it just legitimately is a, a guy who understands I mean, how stupid his audience is. <laughs> genius and, is still a strong term. I don't, I don't think he... Uh, no, a market, marketing genius. invented that process. Sales genius. No, but I mean, he, the, way he hype, the way he hypes stuff now, and I'm not sure he's, even all his Trump shit is like hype for his new album, but it can't hurt. It certainly can't hurt. So he's like the, he's like the rapper version of Madonna. And then he knows how to create like a bu- create a buzz, and turn that into dollars. I prefer calling him like the Martha Stewart of rap. Yeah, I don't think he's a, a artistic genius. I think he's a 
marketing genius. Just like Madonna, I think, is a marketing genius. Kind of genius. a publicity genius. Yeah, whatever yeah. you want to call it. He's better at it than just about anybody else. Uh, if you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Man Podcast or on Facebook also at Last Man Podcast. On right, to the show. Uh, Matt, I know you're a veteran of the slut walk, the Ambrose slut walk. Yes, I did. I attended uh, the inaugural slut walk. I feel like that's, there's got to be an FBI list for everybody who was there. <laughs> everybody who was there. Jeff Sessions must be have a list of all the attendees at that slut walk. I asked a bunch of women why they were there, and they, they looked real confused. They didn't have much of an answer. And then he went backstage, which is not hard to do. No. Uh, hung out with Amber Rose for a while. You got the slut walk back, all access pass? Um, was that like $11? $11? Yeah. And you got to touch your tits, too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The publicist could tell right away. that. I mean, first of all, yeah, she's just doing this for, um, for money. Yes. You know, whatever. It's not like she's got, we got CNN over here. We got the, you know, ABC, NBC getting press passes. This is like your local, like, LA Daily, New- LA Daily News type thing situation. I'm, I'm sure that Amber Rose and her people were amazed that anyone came, uh, that so many people came, like proud sluts. Um, it's a thing. I mean, there wasn't a lot of people, obviously, but it's her thing, and I assume she makes money off. She has sponsors. Here's the thing. What else do you know Amber Rose for other than her whole slut, I'm a slut routine and I'm proud? Well, that and the fact that she had sex with Kanye. And I don't know exactly what else. Kind of makes her slut. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Well, Matt, they've taken back that word. So you can't use that word anymore. Uh, but she was the first guest on the new Amanda Knox, Amanda Knox show. You may know Amanda Knox as being the woman who was in prison in Italy for being accused of murdering her college abroad. If you do the semester abroad, it's just a party abroad, right? We all, everyone knows that. Mm. You go abroad. If you're a college student, you go abroad for your junior year or semester. It's just so you can go to Italy or England or Spain and v- basically get drunk and have sex. And then you get A's in your art class, <laughs> whatever art classes they assign you. <laughs> everyone knows the joke. Of course, her roommate ended up dead in Italy, and she got accused of the murder. Her and her Italian lover got accused of the murder, and she was later on acquitted. She spent three or four years in the Italian jail, though. Uh, or you may know her because she's a UW graduate, Matt. Well, we she, don't think she did the murder, though, do we? Uh, they never really actually found the person who did the murder. So, so the thing was, so she was in in Italy. She and her roommate. Her roommate was the dowdy English girl. She was the American Seattle hot hottie. <laughs> she had an Italian boy, a local Italian boy. She was just having constant sex with. They were doing lots of uh, sex parties and drinking, and apparently there was drugs. It, was one of the, it sounds actually really fun. Yeah, uh, pretty, <laughs> sounds, pretty awesome. It sounds, pretty, sounds like really fun. And then her, the, the, uh, the, the British roommate who probably complained about all this ends up dead in the bathtub after one of the parties. <laughs> so, you know, did she do it? Probably, she probably didn't kill her herself. Did she know about it? Or did it just happen when she was actually just having sex in the other room? Who knows? What the, who knows? Um, but they had to blame somebody, obviously. They had a dead, the Italians had a dead British girl in their bathtub in their place. Somebody had to go down for it. She has la- latter-day Amanda Knox turned that into a story of how she was accused of murder because she was so sexually active. And that that was turned, that was turned by the news, local newspapers in Italy and stuff like that into like this sort of uh, basic instinct, uh, Sharon Stone... I'm sexually, I'm a female who's sexually in charge of her own orgasm. I'm sexually dangerous, and therefore I also murder people. Yeah, I don't think she was accused because she was uh, 
sexually active. I think it was more that her roommate ended up stabbed to death. Yes. And usually they look at the roommates first. Yeah, they look at the roommate or know the, them. Yeah, they look at the roommate or the boyfriend. Who else is going to randomly stab a British chicken in a bathtub? I would argue it had zero to do with the fact that she was. Uh, well, into sex. They fra- I would say this: the Italian tabloids, as they would do if it was in the U.S., framed her as this like sex killer. Because well, that the made Italians fra- are weird. They may very well have just you know cooked up the story. Because- well, TMZ would do that too here, right? They framed her as like sex killer because that sounded really cool. Yeah, and sold a lot of papers. And she claims she has somehow turned that into a feminist cause, which that women ha- women through the years have been who are sexually liberated have also been targeted a- 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 as a- evil murderers. Is that true? No, I've never seen another, never seen another example of it ever <laughs> outside of movie, outside of late night Cinemax. So, but somehow that was enough for Vice and Facebook to give her a TV show. I guess technically you don't call it a TV show when it's on Facebook, but whatever the fuck it is, a Facebook show. Uh-huh. Uh, so they gave her. So all, by the way, you know, like Facebook, Apple, all these places now are launching their own TV channels or you know online digital channels. And they all are looking for content. And they're all, it seems to be about 99% of the content they're looking for is female, drip, female for female audience content. Mm-hmm. Because that's where they've decided they're going to make their mark. So giving Amanda Knox, she could be one of the most famous UW graduates now. Uh, giving her, who are the other big ones? Uh, Non-football players. Yeah, a couple basketball players. <laughs> no, There's not. some Nobel Prize. Really? Uh, nice people uh and amanda knox so her first so her show is, is going to interview women who have been tainted by their sexual history in terms of their entire reputations being tainted so of course she went to amber rose for her first guest because a that's the story amber rose is selling and b uh they couldn't get anybody <laughs> she's, book- she's she's easily bookable so, so they're looking for like notable sluts I think they're looking for women who claim their sex... You're going to be looking at porn stars, strippers, things like that. Women who claim their sexual history is now causing them to be treated as second-class citizens. Um, and, and also women that have over a million people followers on social media and don't cost anything to book and will come the next morning when you ask, when you ask them to show up. Right. So that's, that leads you to Amber Rose and I assume other famous strippers and porn stars you can imagine from tabloids who claim... Uh, their lives, you know, that they get second-class treatment from law enforcement, from the just, from justice, from the professional sector because of their their publicized sexual history. So you're gonna have like the porn star Houston on there, like you know, people look yes. at me differently just because I fucked 600 guys in one sitting. Yes, and uh, I would respond, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, well, <laughs> why would they not? Therefore, I mean, they're, you're an insane person. <laughs> it's a weird situation because. With Amanda Knox, yes, yeah, she didn't want to become famous. She never asked to be fam- become famous. Amber Rose clearly decided she's become famous because of her sexual history. Right. She's the one who's actually publicized. She's the one who's publicized it. Like, yeah, Rose is like, and, and a lot of these chicks, it's this weird bait and switch because I don't think Rose was a big enough s- slut publicly that anyone would have like known that had she not put it out there no. so she like puts it out there and then she's like everyone's saying i'm a slut and it's like well fucking what what is your angle here i don't understand it. <laughs> i don't know because everything i know about her sexually has come from her right <laughs> so she's like I, but i guess her point would be like i'm allowed to talk about my being a stripper and having sex with rappers and then you're not allowed to judge me for it well i would say i don't agree with that uh no, I don't think so. I don't think so either. This is I think what people need to understand. This is different than like 
some weird dude going like meeting a girl and she talks about how she's had sex with a couple guys for he's like ew you're gross right like that's different that's just normal human behavior and some men have a hang about that very few but some do and you got to get over that this is a woman whether this or stormy daniels whoever else who is famous because of sex work right essentially paid not just having lots of sex but being paid to have sex or to show herself off you know stripping um and while I don't really have a problem with strippers or porn stars per se, I don't, I, I don't want to start internment camps or something like that. And if they were really talented as, like, say, graphic artists, I'd probably have no problem hiring them to be a graphic artist. I don't want them necessarily babysitting my kids. Right. I just, there's a, there's a component to that. I don't want, like, weird, straight, super straight, like, white Christian conservatives babysitting my kids either. There's something, there's something on both, on both ends of the spectrum. I don't want those kids, I don't want those people babysitting my kids. There's something wrong with, there's something wrong with both of them. Yeah, I mean, if you, uh, you know, Amber Rose may, like, if you become famous for, um, you know, fucking a lot of dudes, and you've, and you've fucked hundreds of rappers, and... And you've and made yourself famous for doing that. That is a sign that you have a mental illness. The whole myth about, like, the, the well-adjusted sex worker who yes. made a conscious career choice <laughs> is bogus you're not buying hooker with a heart of gold no i'm not you have a <laughs> substance problem or, or a mental uh, uh, problem that needs to be addressed i mean why are we pretending otherwise i don't think that's really benefiting anyone to pretend like it's a normal thing to rent out a hotel and fuck 10 dudes every day to pay your rent like it's not empowering no it's not empowering you could you could probably spin it as a story of desperation for uh, uh, women who are i mean obviously as women don't come from usually don't come from tremendous backgrounds so if you're someone like Amber Rose, I kind of felt bad for her because she spins that tale of being like 15 and being on her own and having the strip, you know, having the strip at 15 or 16 to make money to make ends meet. I don't fault someone for that at all. When they're still doing that at 32, then it's like then it's like okay, well wait, well, wait a minute, like well, you, I, you I, don't, I, now you have money, you have plenty of rent money, you have some, and you're still doing, you're still selling your sexuality. That's when I say, okay, now you've sort of lost, lost. Me I don't there. necessarily buy it though either. Like I, kn- I know this lesbian, you know, pretty, pretty hardcore lesbian chick, and she was like, yeah, I had to strip because it was the only way I could make money. And it's like, no, you, if you're an attractive woman, you can go uh, co- serve cocktails and make enough money to pay your rent. Like no one really needs to be doing that. No, if you're an attractive woman, you could probably work anywhere yeah <laughs> just about just about anywhere that doesn't require a technical certification yeah. you can't like you can't be a doctor well, you can't be nasa but no. you know pretty much any establishment any that, office job you can probably pretty much get yeah so like what what is this false narrative of you know this was my only option it's not your only option no but you do make a lot more money than you would as a recep- versus receptionist or barista dude if you do bottle service you can make 500 bucks in a night uh, was a lesbian hot enough for you bottle service? You don't have to fuck, suck any weird dicks. Uh, was Amber? I don't know. No, was your lesbian friend hot enough to do bottle service? Probably. I don't think she had the right attitude no, for it. I don't see a lesbian doing well in that situation. <laughs> you can't be yelling, get your hands off me as a bottle girl. That just doesn't work. Uh, well, here's the thing. Aren't, they, are, aren't we now in a situation where like, these women are just inventing inventing like oppression that doesn't exist so they can have a TV sh- talk show about it like is there like to have it I always said like someone will like write something like someone says something controversial like on Twitter someone says something controversial I'm like controversial implies there's someone on the other side arguing the other point you can't have a controversy with one person like you can't say something controversial if everyone agrees with it 
Is there like anyone? Is there, are there anyone on the other side of this argument? Like guys saying like, "Oh yeah, because you used to have sex a lot, I think you murder people." <laughs> no, no, it, it's it's like a it's a totally false uh, premise that that it's yeah you're just inventing a weird thing. It, it, yeah, it'd be, it'd be like saying, um, well, you know, it, you know, you know the old trope, the old stereotype. Uh, you know, if if a guy dates interracially. Um, he probably does graffiti yeah. to cars. And it's like, okay, th- that makes just yeah. as much sense as what she's saying. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard a guy in my life say, hey, that girl sleeps around a lot. I bet she kills people, too. <laughs> like, I bet, right. she, bet she murders people also. No one thinks that. No, no one, even, even like the worst porn, even like the most, even the most voluminous porn stars, no one goes like, someone's been murdered in town. Round up the porn, round up the porn chicks. Right. Probably one of them. And even the weirdest guy, like Mike Pence, no. probably has a lot of regressive views on sexuality. Oh, yes. He doesn't think that. No. No one thinks this. No, he thinks they're going to hell, but he doesn't think they're not for, mur- not for murder. <laughs> Matt, I got another sex topic for you. This is one that's a little nearer or dearer to your heart. This would be uh, kind of linguist. Okay. Yes. I still cannot spell that word properly when I try to spell it. I would it. like that word to go away. It's disgusting. It, uh, I don't think you, medical term, uh, Latin terms or, or like, you know, prescri- prescriptive like Latin terms for anything makes anything sexy. It just doesn't, it just doesn't sound very is good. Is that where cunt comes from? I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, I don't use that term, Matt. Uh, that's that also or, pretty gross. That are kind of linguist. So DJ Khaled, I don't know how uh, anyone with the word DJ in their name becomes rich and famous, because as far as I can tell, they just have an iPod on sh- iPod Shuffle. In <laughs> his case, I believe he barely even DJs. He's he's like really uh, jumped the shark as, in terms of baffling celebrity. Collier, he's like a DJ doesn't even DJ. Yeah, it's just a, it's just an awesome title. Well, I think he, his name is just DJ. You know, he seems to be yeah, right. He seems to be uh, he seems to be famous because he's extremely friendly. He knows everybody in hip hop, and he's very likable. He sits front row at basketball games. Yeah, he's fat. He knows all. The, yes, he knows all the. Ba- he's in the. He's in like the exact perfect social circles in every situation. Yeah, he's extremely well liked. He's safe enough for like network television. That he doesn't like, he's not going to do it. He doesn't like commit crimes. He's like a he's a bigger black guy from hip hop who's very consumer friendly. He's fat. He seems funny. I don't know if he's really funny or I not. I feel like we needed we meaning like the media needed like a sort of uh, ethnic Middle Eastern type guy. Yes. Yeah. Is he not? He's not even black. He's Middle Eastern. I think right? Arabic. he's like Arab, but darker skinned, and he's fat, and he's like sort of like a safe, a very safe fat. Hip hop, yeah, he's kind of like a yeah, like an Ice Cube. Like he looks, he Lat- looks latter day physically intimidating, yes. but then he has like a sweet side to he's him. He's wearing tracksuits. He wears tracksuits all the time. So anyway, whatever it is, he gets a ton of commercials. He's in a ton of commercials. He gets to do like the New Year's Eve special, rocking New Year's Eve specials. He can cross over, but he's still legitimate, like in the in the hip hop community, which all of which has made him really rich and famous for things you and I can't possibly name in terms of talent. <laughs> But God bless me. He seems like a nice, nice enough guy. But, oh, so you thought. It turns out, for some reason, I'm not sure why he would even comment on this, he was quoted by someone in an interview as saying he doesn't believe that men should go down on women in a sexual <laughs> relationship. Wow. That's a um, controversial s- stance. It is. I mean, I'm sure there's guys who feel that way. I can't remember a guy, a famous guy, saying that before, although I'm sure it's, it's true. There's always been that stereotype 
there's always been a racial stereotype that black guys won't go down on women. But then it was like every single black guy in the last like 20 years has said, no, I, love, you know, I, do, I do that. Um, so I don't know where that actually came from. Oh, well, that comes from uh, a Caribbean thing. Like in um, Caribbean culture, like voodoo and uh, uh, what's the other one? Rastafari. Yes. It's uh, considered like, uh, first of all, they're deeply afraid of women who menstruate. And, and that kind of... I've heard, I've heard some of them do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think they do. That's what the whole blood clot... That's like the worst thing you can say in, uh, in Jamaica. But um, they're basically afraid of uh, vaginas. Is that like a religious thing or just yeah. like... Okay. So maybe Khaled, he's, like, he's, he's a devout Muslim. We learned before the show. Brian, thank you for the research. <laughs> uh, I imagine a lot of people come from the Middle East and other sort of orthodoxy area, religious areas. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming the Quran does not promote, like the Bible does not, by the way, either, uh, oral sex of any kind, because it's considered sodomy. Mm-hmm. I mean, people don't really necessarily understand this. When you see, since I follow crime, female teacher sex crime, uh, they're always like in Texas or Florida or what, Alabama, they're always also being charged with sodomy. And it's not actually anal penetration, as you would think of in the modern, modern term, sodomy, men butt-fucking each other. Mm-hmm. It's actually oral sex of any kind. It's still considered sodomy, and it's illegal in southern states uh, because the Bible does not provide for any sex act that does not lead to procreation as being sodomy. So that would include anal sex, but it would also include oral sex of any kind. So if you get a blowjob from a woman, that's considered sodomy, and it's technically illegal. So you know, these, when they add on crimes, they also add on sodomy still mm-hmm. in 2018, which is kind of weird. Hand jobs still okay, though? No, no hand jobs. You're not allowed to... That's ja- hardcore. There's no sex act allowed other than that which would lead to children because I think Jewish, Jewish Christian, and Muslim Orthodox, you do not believe in sex other than for procreation. So you're committing a sin, Matt, just so you know. What if you Chalk them up. What if you're fucking a chick in her, in her vagina and you um, come on her boobs? No, also sodomy. Really? Yes. Man, these guys are very strict. Well, that's why the, you know, the, the thing about the Orthodox Jews with the sheet? Yeah. They have just a hole for the vagina because you literally are not supposed to go anywhere except for the vagina. It's like, in case you forgot, all these other places are covered up by a sheet. Is that real, though? Yes. They do that? Well, uh, I, I don't know. I've never a- actually had the opportunity to have sex with a woman with a sheet over her, but with the hole cut in the vagina. But if you think about it, it actually is just a nice, gentle reminder that see that area with the hole? That's the only, well, place, could, that's the only place you get to go, and not with your mouth, you by the way. You could put the sheet hole on her face, and, uh, you know. <laughs> you think so? I mean, there's a way to do it. You think, like, some Orthodoxy are cutting out spots for the, for the boobs and the, <laughs> the mouths like that? Like, it's like a ghost costume? <laughs> like, it's like, it's like the game Cornhole from the Midwest? Right, right. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's just a gentle reminder. This is the one area you can go. So, again, so for DJ Khaled, I'm not sure if his... Not I won't go down on women thing is a like I'm just too I'm just too I'm a dude who won't go down on women thing or if it's actually like a Quran based yeah we may have missed the whole story like he could be petrified of dogs and uh, pork you know, not eat pork yeah and, yeah uh, so he could just be like a you know a pretty hard line but he Muslim. is he is like a guy living in L A New York and Vegas he is in the hip hop thing he is, and we have to acclimate a little bit to. You know, he's not. He's actually. They did just fight. They did just pull him out of rock Syria. I mean, you got to acclimate a little bit to your your hip hop culture. You're driving to Benz. I mean, you got to like you know get to modern times a little bit. But his theory was like what he, the way he put, framed it was like I'm the man. I'm the head of the, the man is the head of the house. The head of the king of the castle. He is a, he is the dominant one. The woman is submissive, and therefore the man does not go down on the woman. 
And, of course, this caused a huge outrage among everybody, uh, including every guy who had the fake opportunity then to write on his social media account, like, what a lame guy. I would totally, I'd totally go down ladies. Ladies is their pleasure. Let them do like whatever fucking points they were, they were trying to score with the female, the female community. I'll go down on anyone right now. Yeah, like, <laughs> but, but here's my point. I want to take the opposite point of this, Matt. And it was, of course, everything, you know, and then even like The Rock, The Rock had to come out and say, like, wow, you should really, you know, Please a woman if you want to like whatever I'm like yeah okay dude yeah why I don't okay okay dude who won't marry all the women he's having babies with I don't want to think about you know a a dude going like we you were saying how women think that guys sit around like hey last night I went down on uh, my girlfriend and uh, you know fingers and we don't do that and so now I got a picture of the rock diving his fucking face into some lady's snatch and I don't want to and it's totally unnecessary I assume some ladies like that thought. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what lady exactly wants DJ Khaled going down. I'm like mm, a fat dude with a beard. Yes, bring it, bring it on, bring it on. That's, no offense, Brian. And Brian's not heavy, by the way, but he does have the DJ Khaled beard. <laughs> I just, I, I just imagine that even feels a little odd to a woman when the guy with a full facial hair is just down there. I heard. It. I think it might be a, a bonus. Really? I mean, I, if I was a woman, I'd be like, "Well, look, man, I shaved." <laughs> I'm expecting a little bit out of you. You could shave that fucker off. It'd be like Velcro. Maybe the beard gets stuck in the um, stubble. Regardless, I can't. I can't imagine a lot of women are uh, in bed at night under the covers thinking about DJ Khaled going down on them. No, but perhaps so. Uh, but here's my point. I want to take the counterpoint, Matt. Isn't this the reason? Uh, forget the Quran and the Bible and everything else. Isn't this the reason why men who become success, rich and successful, who become multimillionaires and famous and stuff like that, they're ambitious. They become that way in large part because they want to get laid and they want to get women. They want to have power. The reason why men seek power is to have basically ultimate control over women, essentially, and maybe other male subjects. Uh, but isn't that the, so they can just get blow, <laughs> blow jammers and not have to worry about pleasing women in general, whether it be oral sex or anything? Isn't that the whole point of becoming super rich and having women claw at you is that you then don't have to please them any longer? I guess. I mean, so let's look at Trump. Yes. Who no one personally likes um but you know he's like a businessman uh, he fancies himself as someone that makes deals yeah right like he's a deal maker even though the art of the the art of the deal we all know that that's all bullshit but uh so normally you would think um all right i'm gonna go down you know she might blow me three times but every fourth time i'm gonna go down on her as a bargaining chip so you know next thing uh, i can bring another woman into the room or whatever whatever i want it's like it's like north korea releasing prisoners yeah (laughs) exactly so if you're dj khaled and you're getting all these blowjobs from your uh, lady friend girlfriend and you never go down on her she might keep doing it, but she's going to be doing it begrudgingly. And at a certain point, you're going to get some blowback. Wow. Uh, wash your own fucking dishes. That oh, I thought you meant blowback in terms of that was a sexual. Like, a, <laughs> like, like no, I, I'm sorry. I took that the wrong way. I thought you meant that was a blowjob protest, mid blowjob protest. My friend in high school had a chick say, do you want a blowjob? And then she started blowing on his dick. Yeah, that sounds pretty that's, awesome. That sounds awesome. I take that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're in high school. Yes. That's more than I got in high school. If your dick's out of your pants, you're doing something right. She's whistling on your dick. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, but isn't it isn't so Trump. So Trump, I assume Trump doesn't go down on women, right? No. he's And I think him and Khaled are maybe the same type of guy. It's like, I'm super powerful. Yes. And I'm like the master of this domain or whatever. 
And um, but that just leads. To, I mean, look at Melania. I don't think he's gone down on Melania. No, and she obviously hates him, probably yes. for a variety of reasons. But you know that can. Um, if you look at the time invested on going down on a chick and the effort, it, it probably reaps a lot of rewards. Uh, you know, it's probably a very efficient way of occurring uh, favor. Yeah, it's like a like a Valentine's gift. Yeah. That's what guy, I think. That's how most guys see it. Uh, I mean, there's some guys who might be fetishy about that and just love it anyhow. But I think most guys see it as like a tit for tat type of thing, and it's gonna like it's gonna get me some. Uh, you know, I'm gonna, what am I gonna get from this? Something something even better. I totally get that, but isn't like the idea of becoming a isn't the actual ideal of becoming a rich and powerful man? Is that like you can lay on your back and eat a cheeseburger while while a hot models hot model or porn star is going down on you? Yeah, uh, isn't, that, isn't that the isn't that like the, the guy the cartoon guy dream? Well, look, I mean, I'll I'll go down on certain chicks and others. It would no, it's off the table. So you got to look at I don't know who Khaled is fucking. I'm sure there's a lot of groupies that you know, yes. even even as a non-Muslim, maybe not too clean. Um, so you know, the, but I don't know. But look at who Trump's fucking. Those are not the type of chicks that you want to. Um, no, you know, no, e- no, even his wife. No, uh, no one really dreams of going down on an esc- paid escort. <laughs> I don't think there's like there might be some guys who do that with whatever they have. But is it? It is sort of a dominant, submissive thing, right? It is a male. I mean, do you think guys like 200 years ago were going down on women? Yeah, I really. Think people have been doing nasty shit the, throughout history. You don't think guys were like? Do you think rich guys like 200 years ago were going down on women? Like guys who could get laid anytime they wanted to were going down on women? I think some. Also, you just have to factor in, like, it was a different time and the availability of showers and there's a <laughs> lot of hair. Um, so I, I, would, I would guess it spiked a little bit in recent years. Well, I think it spiked because of the, fe- I mean, the feminist revolution, which is women saying, like, you got to go down on me. Well, even if you're not, like, a, a total fucking tool like Trump and Khaled, it, it's, you know, a basic... It's sort of just a decency thing it's a that you int- etiquette. It's etiquette. Yeah, you intrinsically understand if if this chick's licking my genitals, I probably need to do the same. What date, Matt? How many dates into it? Oh, dates? I don't know. Well, I mean, it's not a fir- it's not a one night stand thing, is it? Oh no, I th- I think you, you got at least know be- you got at least know her- you got at least know her last name. For you, for you go I, I think another another penis should not have been near near it in the last um, two to three months. Good. Wow! Min- really? Really? <laughs> really? Just want to make sure you're not not in there too soon. Not in there too soon. Yeah. Wow, that's awkward. Like, what? Have you? Has Trump been? Or, I, don't, I don't know. I'm getting a weird vibe. Yeah, you don't want that. No, no. I I I, I see DJ Kyle's point, even from the non-Muslim point, which is the like. These guys, the guys who become rich and famous and all that stuff, become so for a reason. And one is to really be lazy about getting, laid, really be lazy about getting laid. Yeah, and it's like just to be serviced. They want to be serviced, not just sexually, but in every aspect of their life. They want to be serviced. As I mentioned to you before the show, they want to go to a nice restaurant, order a meal, and have it served to them. They don't want to have to go back in the kitchen and help prepare it. They like want to be served like kings. Like I think he even used the word king or whatever it was. They want to be treated like a king, which is why they sought out the life that would lead them to that, you know, that, asp- that was their aspiration in life. I had an interesting kind of inverse situation happen. Uh, when I was in college, I had uh, three female roommates, and one of them said, you never have to clean up or, or do any household chores mm-hmm. if you go down on us. Really? And, and I said, uh, that sounds like a good... A good plan. Yeah, that versus... I don't like vacuuming. Could you get away with no vacuuming? 
I didn't do anything. Really? I, I didn't cook. I, I didn't, uh, yeah. But uh, I, that's don't a, know, that's I don't like know a, what that makes me compared to college. Well, it makes you a whore, for one. <laughs> You're just a man whore. That's horrible. You're training sexual favors to get out of housework? I mean, I would totally do that, yeah. but that's really low, Matt. Well, I probably would have done it anyway. Really? Yeah. Oh, that nice. Oh, good. You did a little Br'er Rabbit. Like, don't <laughs> throw me in the briar patch. <laughs> All right, Matt, we got an email from Amy. Uh, this is going to cause you a little discomfort. I know you're very, you're very uh, 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 despite going down on the lesbian woman, you're a very cocksure man. Uh, now that Johnny Depp has been shown to be a violent drunk that actually beats people who, when wasted, is Matt going to apologize for taking his side against Amber Heard's abuse claims? You've been called out, Matt. So at the time that Amber Heard had the uh, iPhone mark against her face and was suing Johnny Depp for $7 million in divorce and claiming he was abusive when drunk, I had those little videotapes of him like slamming the wall with his bracelets and stuff. With well, this. she was first of all, she was bothering him, and he was like, "Can you quit videotape? Yes, quit recording me right now." And yes. she was like, "No, like I would have done the exact same thing." But in this, so in this new incident, Johnny, Johnny everyone known Johnny Depp is a bad drunk for years and years. He drinks I don't know how many bottles of expensive wine every day. I don't understand people who drink like six bottles of wine every day. That just seems like. If not, like, it's not even the alcohol problem. It's just, that's a lot of liquid to consume. <laughs> that's a like, lot of heavy liquid. Yeah, like, and a sugar, too. That's a shitload. Of, that's like, a, a, like three cups of sugar you're drinking. I don't yeah. even understand, you like. You could just drink, like, you know, half a, half a bottle of Tito's or something. Yes, yes. Like, if he just carried a, if he just carried a bottle of, like, rock gut around with him, he could go through a bottle a day and be like, okay. But to drink, actually, like, gallons of wine a day, uh, that's Andre. Do you see the Andre the Giant documentary by any chance? Yeah. That's like Andre the Giant. He would start out with like six bottles of wine with every meal. And then he'd drink like a case of beer, they said, after every match. He'd start with a case of beer. And one guy claims he saw him drink 115 beers, which just seems like it's just a lot of liquid. Now you're a giant in a world not meant for giants, and you have to piss constantly, which apparently he just did wherever he was. Right. If, yeah, he, he couldn't fit in the bathroom on the plane. No, so, so he'd he had to have a bucket. A bucket. A bucket. I, if I was the uh, flight attendant, I'd be like, Okay, like, I understand you might have to relieve yourself in this bucket once, but, like, I'm not going to let you drink <laughs> no, 40 beers because no. I don't want to be handling no. all the every piss. hour you got a fucking horse piss in this bucket, <laughs> and you got three gallons of piss. It's just, that was fucking rude. It is rude. <laughs> okay, so Johnny Depp was downtown Los Angeles. The story goes, TMZ must be right. The story goes, Johnny Depp's filming a movie downtown Los Angeles. He's drunk on set every day. He's hired his buddies to be in a, in a scene with him. Uh, they're filming the, uh, God, what movie? It's called Labyrinth, and it's about uh, an L.A. cop story. I can't remember what it is. He's obviously going to be the L.A. cop. Uh, they're drunk. They're filming a scene downtown. They have the streets blocked off. Uh, the location manager is upset because the permit has just run out. They need to unblock the streets. And he, location manager is in charge of that shit, runs the director, says, director, we've got to get Johnny Depp off the street. He's still trying to film. And we've lost, you know, our permit time is up. The director's scared of Johnny Depp. Tells the location manager, you go fucking tell him. Location manager tells drunk Depp, we got to cut down the fil- cut off the filming, which I assume went way over long because they're all drunk. And Johnny Depp takes a swing at him, <laughs> which was described later as such a soft touch swing that the guy, like, got hit in the face and didn't even move. <laughs> and then Depp yeah, starts yelling at everybody, I will pay, this is a classic rich, drunk guy, loser guy thing. I will pay you $100,000 to punch me in the face, right? Like, that just... Wait, why does he... I have, then he can punch him back? I or? don't know. It's just like, I, the only other guy I remember doing that was Shia LaBeouf, when he got drunk, was offering to pay people to punch him. 
Like, he would, like, be aggressive, but he couldn't really hurt anybody. So he would pay people to, like, just scream out at the, at the bar, like, I'll pay you money to punch me in the face. So there's one PA about to do it, and everyone's like, no, yes, no, yes. you can't actually do that. <laughs> no. He's just a drunk asshole. But Depp did take an open a cl- a fist, close fist swing at this guy uh, for telling him to shut shit down, which means he is a violent drunk because he's throwing punches. So, Matt, are you ready to apologize now for blaming Amber Heard and taking the side of the abuser? No, I don't think he did anything. <laughs> really? Dude, recording someone when they don't feel like it, especially if you're Depp, who probably you know has to deal with this shit from uh, paparazzi and whatnot, it's going to piss someone off. So it's, it's like that thing where I'm going to push all your buttons and get you to fucking... Uh, you know, punch a cabinet. Oh, look, he's a violent guy. It's like, no, you're an annoying bitch. And yeah, but but look at this case in the filming downtown. Nobody was pushing his buttons. They're telling him, like, look, dude, you got to stop filming, and we lost our permit, and he punched the guy. So it wasn't like the location manager was pushing all his buttons. Yeah, but he didn't. He's a vi- He's a even though he's a pussy and he probably weighs like one forty and can't throw a punch. Right. He's still a violent drunk at that point if you're punching people. Well, he's also a pathetic, uh, you know, inebriate. So if if you think Depp is in the mood to punch someone, I think you can simply get out of the way. Or you know, I don't think he punched her while she was sleeping. You know, like is it possible that he that he either punched or threw something at her face? Yeah, it's possible, but okay. I just I still don't. I, I still would have to. It's not like she doesn't have any credibility issues. So oh no, I don't see that. But I think that at the time. Depp and all his defenders were framing as like, okay, yes, he's a drunk, and yes, he wears a lot of bracelets, and he's really fucking annoying, but he's one of those passive sad drunks, right? where he just sits in a chair and like sinks into his chair and like says stupid shit. He's not the kind of guy who like gets drunk at the bar and starts trying to fight everybody, but it turns out he is kind of that guy who's trying to fight people. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's a good point. I see where you're coming from. Oh, Matt has apologized to Amber Heard. <laughs> no, we've all seen the drunk guy that tries to throw a punch and then he just falls down. Yes, and that's, it's that's hilarious. That's definitely. <laughs> I love the image of him punching a guy, like totally clocking a guy as hard as he can, with the guy not putting any defenses up and nothing moves. Nothing. There's no movement. It's like it's like one of those like cartoon moments. When a guy punches you, but it's so soft, like it doesn't, like your body doesn't even move. I can't wait to watch this movie because I always, like, when I was younger, I didn't understand how movies worked. Yeah. I was like, so if you're playing a drunk in a movie, like you got to be drunk all the time, right? Yes. But in practice, that just doesn't work because you're on set for twelve hours. It's hard to maintain that level of drunkenness. You're going to pass out at some point. Um, but uh, Depp, I, I'm looking forward to watching this movie. First of all, maybe he plays a drunk in the movie. I mean, he played in the Pirates of the Caribbean. He played a drunk well, for all those it's things. Still, just really unprofessional to show up to be drunk on the set. Yes. But I, I really want to watch the movie now from a lens of how sober is he from scene to scene. Like, oh, I is see. He, is he going to be totally cogent in one scene and then the next scene for no apparent reason he's fucking? <laughs> I think there are a lot of it. actors in, throughout history that have been really dr- have been drunks that have put it together for their for their roles. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if like Humphrey Bogart or someone was just drunk all the time. See, but I they're like, fu- but they're fu- they are learned to be functional drunks. Yeah, they don't think they were like slurring and throwing punches and falling down and pissing their pants on set. Right. And, and you got to reach a certain level. I mean, I couldn't do that. I'd be fired immediately from whatever job yes. if I was drinking beers on the set. But like in Cool Hand Luke, you know, um, great movie. Paul Newman, that movie. if you look at it, the whole movie, he's wearing a necklace that's a bottle opener. Yeah. And that's just because he was drinking so much beer that he needed the bottle opener on him oh, really? at all times. <laughs> 
and uh, just, I guess, parlayed that into his character. Um, I'm, I'm jealous. I would like to get to the level that I can be so unprofessional as to get drunk on set and continue getting jobs. But, I, but you know, I mean, for instance, in Kuala Lumpur, you, ne- you would not know that he was drunk. So he was clearly, like, able to, to contain right, it. Right, he must have been pretty functional. Yeah, and also, if you're drinking beer, it's a little different than... Uh, well, wine's not, not, not that much stronger, but, I mean, it's not like you're drinking whiskey on set. Right. That would be... Fu- I mean, that would really... Or te- it's not like you're doing tequila shots or something like that. <laughs> right. You can drink a lot of beer and be pretty functional, especially if you have a good tolerance for it. But, yeah, Depp, I just... I, we have your apology. Brian, mark that down. Apology <laughs> to Amber Heard. It's coming... No, he's <laughs> innocent. I don't trust the, mail. the date of Elon Musk. <laughs> I don't think he did. He's anything. got... Elon Musk has a new girlfriend, by the way. He's dating Grimes, the Canadian... Uh, whatever she's called, Grimes. We've talked about her before. Yeah. Um, he seems to get a lot of play, that Elon Musk. Yeah, it seems like he has an awful lot of time to, uh, you know, chase uh, pop stars... Can we admit this guy's not a genius, finally? Uh, yeah, so I'm going to admit he's not a genius. Uh, he is going to drill holes in the, underneath Los Angeles, which I'm waiting for this one to do, because I, I feel like that movie San Andreas is going to come to life when someone starts doing that. I don't think it's going to happen. He's going to drill. I like the fact that when he comes up with ideas, he comes up with big ideas. That's what I like about Elon Musk. Like, he doesn't go for, like, every idea he has has to be, like, a comic book idea. Right. It just can't be, like, some, like... You know, I'm going to help people. I'm going to solve like AIDS. And an idea that will is impossible to be executed, but yes. somehow he's still a fucking genius because he's like, I'm going to build a fucking condos on the moon. And yes. you're like, what a yes. genius. Yes. Like, what is wrong with people? I don't, what, know, but- I don't understand how this guy keeps getting headlines by saying this ostentatious bullshit. Well, just like we were talking about Kanye earlier, I think if you just go big, people will follow you. That's just like going, you cannot go wrong going big. But what is the. <laughs> What what is the delusion that people have that this guy is like a Nikola Tesla character who's who's doing all these genius algorithms, <laughs> but he's also fucking B-list actresses? <laughs> like you don't do both. You just can't do both. I actually kind of admire when you frame it like that. I admire him even more <laughs> because he may be a charlatan, but he's actually really good. At, he's actually really good at it. Yeah. Uh, at some point, it's all it's all going to collapse, perhaps. But he's having a good. He's having a nice ride while it's going along. Well, no one's questioning him right now. No, but, not at all. He's considered like he's considered a genius right now. He's got genius. He's got the genius thing around him. He's like uh, uh, Mark Cuban was had that for a little while when Mark Cuban was consulted on everything. There's a guy that's still doing it. What's his name? O'Brien. Have you seen that show Scorpion on ABC or no. one one of the major networks? This dude uh, claims he's a genius. And everyone he went to college with is like, no, he got like a 2.0. But he simply calls himself a computer genius, yes. and he fucking created that show, uh, Scorpion, uh, about computer genius stuff, and no one... So That always happens in Hollywood. There's like a journalist that's like, can you prove yes. any of these claims? And yes. he's like, no. Yes. And they're like, all right, well, keep being a genius. Uh, that, uh, always, in Hollywood, there's always a case where like, there's some military show run by some military genius. Like some war, and they always found out that he completely faked his war record, and he never yeah. even served or something like that. It's pretty common. It's not hard to fake. It's not hard to fake a Hollywood. You should. Do, we got to start calling ourselves geniuses. Maybe I missed the boat. I don't yeah, know. I think you need. You got to find like some people around you to do it. It's not right. you, it's just yourself. Well, Kanye, another guy that succeeded at that. I think he is a genius. Matt, let me talk about someone who's not a genius. That's Stormy Daniels. Uh, you wrote a piece this week about Stormy Daniels, and uh, as much as I think you would go for a blonde woman with huge tits, 
uh, and you would bow down to her no matter what. You apparently don't like Stormdale. So, uh, although she's been received a lot of laudation and applause, why is, why is Stormy Daniels, Matt, not worthy of the, the people's accolade? She's gross. She went on <laughs> SNL and did a cameo, and everyone's, you know, it's obviously a left-leaning audience, and they're like, yeah, Stormy Daniels, like, like implying she's some kind of badass crusader. Yes. It's like, no. She fucked Trump a long time ago when he was married. Which we can admit is, is disturbing. Yes. Yes. As is, I mean, first of all, they have a lot in common. I think they're both sociopaths. They look like brother and sister. <laughs> you know that Trump is going to be into the ridiculous stupid looking giant fake yes. tits yes. that aren't hot yes. that look weird and because he's circus, like, got the biggest tits and they're like, like circus people yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um so what she did was she fucked trump um she by the way let me let me say this. is it grosser to have had sex with donald trump for money or not for money mm, i would say not for money i think so too yeah yeah i think at least you can say like 130 grand babe i mean people like oh, okay i get it yeah uh, well, I mean, she's also someone that has sex for money. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, she fucked Trump. She then, like, for a long time, tried to sell the story, even though usually when you fuck someone, I don't know what she was paid or if she was paid, but that's low class, obviously. Yes. Um, it's it's, it's a, a form of extortion without extorting the guy you actually slept with. You're extorting, like, the media around him, the story around him, essentially. Right. So no one really cared because, well, you fuck Donald Trump. Who gives a shit? And then he became president, so they took some of his campaign money and paid her $130,000. She signed an agreement saying, I'm not going to talk about it. Seems like a pretty good deal. Yes. You made hundred thirty grand. Congratulations. Then Trump ascends beyond what anyone would have pre- uh, predicted. And I, still find, like, I still find it hard to believe sometimes. I can't, I, <laughs> I can't believe it. I, I, at least once a day I go, what the fuck's happening? Yes. So she then goes, all right, even though I signed a thing giving my word that I wouldn't talk about this, now I can make more money off of it. And so I want to do a bunch of TV interviews. And so I'm just going to renege on that agreement. And, well, you can't do that. So... She concocted this story, which may or may not have happened, that she was threatened by one of Trump's people <laughs> that he was going to, like, kill her baby. Um, and it sounds ridiculous. Is that the sketch? The sketch? <laughs> the the sketch. sketch looks exactly like her husband, who yes. she's been... Uh, she's had domestic violence issues uh, on both sides, beating up her other husband and apparently getting... So her life is chaos. She's a complete mess. She should not be celebrated by any means. She's not a fucking role model. Um, I don't know about the threat. I've never heard of that happening. I think Trump's a bad guy, but this isn't the fucking Kremlin. I don't think that happens very often. And by the way, that was in 2010. So it wasn't when he was president. It was when he was just a playboy, you know, strutting around New York. Right. That she claims he threatened to beat her up. And I can't imagine he did. Th- I mean, I, I, I could have, I could have, guess I believe it if it ha- if they had proof. Right. But without any proof, you have to believe. Her word is not proof. No, you have I'm to saying. believe a porn star with 40, 48 double whatever breasts walk around Vegas gets accosted all the time by men. Right. That just probably happens every single day of their lives because you're a porn star with enormous tits walking around Vegas. And she was, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't she in the parking lot of a strip club or did I make that up? I think she claims it was like a a, a grocery store or pharmacy or something like that. But still, I mean, you know, you walk around looking like that. And by the way, you're well known for having sex on camera. I imagine guys come up to her all the time. Gross guys come up to her all the time. Yeah. So if you think about what I found ironic and and mm, misguided 
was these liberal people, um, like on the left, not just SNL, but you know, you see yes. her on um, TV being held up as like uh, fighting the power or whatever. Yes. She is. Truth to, she's speaking truth to power, Matt. Yeah, right. She's <laughs> the same person as Trump. She will fuck anyone over uh, for wh- whatever the most amount of money is, and has no loyalty or no convictions. And uh, not to mention looking like Trump, probably having the same personality. She's just a poor man's Trump. So if you hate Trump, you shouldn't be celebrating this person who shares a lot in common with him. Um, but Matt, can I point out something about Stormy Daniels? She did not do anal, except for once. Except for <laughs> once. We, sh- we shared those communications. So her defense was, like, was Roseanne Barr was ripping on her about like, you know, and threw in the word anal. So Stormy Daniels' big thing response was, "I've never, I've done two hundred films, and I've never done anal." Okay, I did once. I did yeah. once, but it was, with, it was with my husband on camera. On so camera. she still has her dignity. Yes, yes. Like, I like guess. that's the thing. Also, the other thing porn stars will do is like, I actually direct. I direct. Right, right. I direct a porn. So I'm not a porn actress. I'm a porn director. Yeah, I'm a, a business person yes. who's uh, in charge of. of how, what is directing a porn? What, what does that entail? I tell I tell the guy I tell the guy the scruffy guy with the camera where to point the ca- when the guy's fucking me where to put the camera. <laughs> like, like that's oh you're an auteur I see you're you're a real auteur uh, and not to mention when she does these uh, uh, what was it sixty minutes or yes. something like that and she's obviously pilled out of her mind her. Uh, pupils are dilated and it's yeah. like this isn't someone that should be celebrated this is like a weird drugged out porn person who has no moral compass so like don't applaud her and and she's not even saying like it'd be different if it was like a uh, trump raped yeah her. right it was a consensual she just had sex with him and like you know why why are you entitled it's like the worst mistake this guy's ever made. He's he regretted it ever since. He fucked this weirdo, and now she's like going around like the next day to the fucking National Enquirer. It's like Jesus, what is wrong with you? As as, <laughs> as gross as Trump is, this is grosser. Behavior. It is. And I, here's one thing that we've learned in the last last couple of years that the biggest waste of money is not boats. He's not buying a yacht or buying whatever. It's it's an it's paying off a paying off an escort with an NDA or hush money yeah. because guys like Trump and Weinstein, these other guys who all paid off the women that they had sex with, they're all talking now. <laughs> they're all talking. Like whatever they thought they were getting for their six figures, it went out the door. Like I don't know who's now paying for like hush money anymore because hush money doesn't seem to have any application anymore. No, and it seems fucked up. Like if you look, you, you a guy fucked you, ten grand isn't a bad deal like can't you just let it go like it's not really fair to the guys yeah i don't i don't feel bad for trump obviously well, but i don't either but. but i'm wondering like after three months so story Daniels has been in the news for three months and i still i still contend not a single per- person can name what her what her legal contention is no. like what is she at what is, other outside of publicity obviously what is she at, what is she claiming what is she being denied i don't understand what she's actually being denied or what her status is she has an attorney who's like a WWE like promoter, he's like, he's like a Jimmy Hart, like he's just on the side, like yeah, yeah, and this, and that's like he's like setting up wrestling matches or something. Well, like, I think she's claiming that the she was um, pressured to sign the NDA because she was threatened. Yes, and no, so well, now, she was no, she's claiming that, that that I'll tell you what her claim is. I mean, she was threatened after the fact. That was her latter day claim. When she signed the NDA, she claims that now that people are talking about it and casting her in a, in a negative light, 
she should then have the right to talk about it openly. But talk about what? I don't even understand. What is she talking about? That I what what? That she fucking she fucked a guy. She fucked one Trump? of the several thousand other guys. Like what is it? She's not allowed. What is it? She's not allowed to say. Like that we don't know about. What is she? What is she has nothing to say. No. And there's this fallacy too of these progressive women that are like, oh, you go, girl. As if you know, if that chick showed up to their barbecue, they wouldn't be judging the shit. Oh my out god, of her. they wouldn't let her in as, as they should. By the way, yeah. Um, oh, if they were like, if she has a kid. If they were in like PTA groups or like school groups, yeah, they would shun the shit. They would shun the shit out of her. There's no way they would. There's no way they would let that one. And by the way, she really needs to work on her look because I don't care how many nice suits they buy her. <laughs> when you have enormous, when you're five two and you have enormous breasts, like Kim Kardashian sized breasts, or big, hers are bigger. You just don't look appropriate in a business suit. No, I'm just expecting her to strip it off <laughs> yes. at any point. She looks and like bend she's over the judge's desk. Yeah, she looks like she's doing office office sex report. Like, <laughs> yeah, coming to my office, you be you're about to be punished. I mean, there's just no way to look like you're a, a distinctive legal, uh, like you're a victim when you're dressed when you look like that. Why can't progressives? Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't I don't get why they don't see the the hypocrisy. I don't get why. You would blindly cheer on this weirdo. Well, it, it's a bad look because it's a tr- it's anything like that's a whole Trump. The only part I believe about this Trump derangement syndrome is that they so hate Trump that anything that reflects negatively on Trump, even like one that just hurts him with his wife or makes him look like a bad dude, like as if he. By the way, he copped to all this stuff years ago. He not even copped to. He bragged about this stuff. He bragged <laughs> right. about. He used to be going Howard Stern and brag about all the sex he was having with women like like Stormy Daniels, right? right? right. So it's like, this is not a revelation. I don't think anybody who even voted for the guy doesn't know that he fucked around a lot and that he's married to an escort. They don't give a shit. Um, But it's like, anything that hurts Trump, they will go with now like on NBC News. Like, it's just like, it could be anything. If they found like a cock ring or whatever, they would just go with cock. Does Trump use cock rings? And it demeans him. It's just like, they'll go with as a news story. And the fucked up, you know, liberal self-flagellating is they don't understand that when the right is like, you know, the media is totally full of shit. It's like, yeah, they kind of are. Um, like, stop proving them right, you fucking assholes. Yeah, no, uh, actually, Trump's numbers are going up. The only thing that can make his numbers go up is by picking such pick stupid, idiotic sex porn star stories to keep promoting that he that people go like, damn, I just hate you guys worse than I hate him. Right. He's the most fortunate bastard ever because his enemies are so incredibly late. The ones who have power are so incredibly impotent and lame and have the worst strategies to take them down that they just don't know, they honestly don't know what they're doing. Now we got an email about Ashley Graham. Uh, I forget Conolinguist. I think your favorite thing is fat chicks. Uh, mm. <laughs> Ethan wants to know I, pr- I prefer a petite <laughs> lady That's just my No, no judgment against the I did, uh, Your thing about uh, Reciprocation or oral sex Does that apply to large ladies as well? Well if you can find it Ah I mean. the old Can I Can I move the fold Can I move the fold <laughs> One day I'm going to bring you that book I found about uh, How large couples Both obese uh, couples uh, Have sex Right Because it actually requires Some uh, maneuvering To actually Produce copulation <laughs> Right. It's like you can't just like throw a girl down in the bed and start having sex with her when you're both obese. There's actually certain 
things that have to be done in preparation of the insertion to make insertion possible. It used to trip me out that giant people, like proportionately, their their genitals weren't like no, this, like yeah, this gigantic chick and she has the same size vagina. It's totally. It's uh, ridiculous. It's some kind of error we have in our evolution. Wait, don't uh, don't midgets have larger penises, or am I mistaken about that? Uh, don't midgets often have like normal normal stature penises? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. It appear they appear to have bigger penises, right? Whereas well, if like you're like Sha- Shaq is, there's a rumor that Shaq has a small penis. I, I doubt that he does, but you know, so if you have a if you have a standard male sized penis and you're seven feet tall or six feet tall or four six. That's going to look very different on your body, even if it's the same size penis. Yeah, that's why most of those porn stars are like, you know, 5'4". Right. And stocky and compact, and then their, their junk look looks big. really big. Yeah. I want to get off that topic as soon yeah, as possible. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't know why I know that. <laughs> so, uh, Ethan wants to know, since Ashley Graham, she's the, uh, as far as I can tell, the one and only plus-size model who makes any money, and she makes a lot of it, by the way, now, is now defined, since Ashley Graham is now defined as flawless in photos, despite clearly being overweight... What qualifies as a flaw any longer on a model? If, and if nothing, isn't every woman then therefore flawless? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Wouldn't that invalidate the entire point of the term? Yes. So you're saying no women have flaws? Is that all what? women are flawless? Apparently. So okay. this goes back to a, so she's been posting. But I'm flawed because I got drunk one night. Yeah, that makes <laughs> a lot of fucking sense. <laughs> she posted some unedited, uh, photoshopped photos of herself uh, on the beach or whatever in her in her swimsuit. And by the way, when they do these un, untouched photos, every model does, they spend hours and hours and hours getting the right light, the right position, the right photo, and they go through like 500 photos to pick the one that looks the best. Mm-hmm. And that apparently qualifies as untouched, sort of like how college uh, basketball players are amateurs. <laughs> sort of the same qualification, right. uh, despite the fact they're driving around like Range Rovers. Um, so the point is, like, if being over, she's clearly an attractive woman. She's clearly overweight. And yet they still call her, everyone calls her flawless. Who called her flawless? Uh, in this case, it was uh, E and some other magazine, women's magazines. Okay. Called her, fla- looks flawless. And, uh, you know, the whole idea is like empowerment to women because she doesn't need makeup to look flawless. She could use a little weight. She could use a little, little diet maybe. But since if being heavy, if being heavy slash overweight, clearly overweight, is not a flaw, then what is, a, I mean, every woman is flawless. What is it? What does it mean in the term anymore? Well, my theory is uh, so. Name me one of the you know hottest models right now. I can't think of any. Uh, Adriana uh, Lima. So that publication would not refer to Alima as flawless um, because it, it, a there'd probably be some backlash, but she probably is flawless. She's yes. about as flawless as you can yes, get. Yes. But no one has to say that. So th- the reason you can say Graham is flawless is because no one thinks it's true. And so it's looked at as like a harmless thing to say. Uh, maybe it'll make some people feel better if we just say this thing that we all know is not true. It's kind of like when your grandma calls you handsome. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a grandma has to say you're handsome. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it, you were really handsome, grandma wouldn't have to say you're <laughs> grandma would not have to say that to you. Yeah, and if you really believed someone was flawless, you you probably wouldn't say that. Like Lima, it's, a, it's, uh, over, sorry, it's an overcompensation. Uh, Lima, a- Adriana Lima, Lima, she's a Victoria's Secret model. She doesn't need to say that because everyone's kind of on the same page. Yes, it doesn't take a campaign to convince anyone. As if you can convince dudes that someone they're not attracted to is now. Uh, attractive just because we said so which is not the way shit works and never will work Um, and and obviously there's a minority of guys that are into heavy women uh, so maybe to them she's flawless but like you said I mean if if being medically overweight 
to the point of probably to some degree uh, putting your health at risk is well and, cl- and clearly overweight for a woman who poses half naked I mean it's not like she's overweight for a marketing manager perhaps I and mean, she is overweight but it's not like that's a big issue but if your job is to be mostly naked in a swimsuit then people I think have the right to especially notice that you're overweight yeah and uh, right you're and selling so you're selling your you're selling your you're selling your superficial qualities yeah it's an obvious flaw it would be like if uh was it the Seahawks that drafted the dude with one arm? Yes. So if you go, what, what's that guy's name? Uh, the two brothers from uh, University of Central Florida. I forget his last so name. So this guy yes. is flawless. I'd yes. be like, okay, I can see one flaw as a football player. <laughs> uh, he's missing a hand. Yes. So he'd probably be better if he had two hands. But if he can do the job the same as a guy with two hands, then you know, then it wouldn't be an issue. But she can't do the same job as Adriana Lima because she can't model the same way because she's, not, she's heavy because she's fat. Right. So the if the guy with one arm also was fat and goes slow, you'd be like, "Well, no, no, the one arm's not the problem. <laughs> the one hand's not the problem. He's slow and fat. Right. That's a, that's the issue, and he can't tackle anybody. That's well, here's, the issue." Here's as far as I can tell, and correct me if I'm wrong. The point of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue is to give guys boners and probably to a much lesser degree sell swimsuits. Am I right on that? Uh, I think those two things used to, did not sell swimsuits. Used to be just guys. I think now that uh, Time was bought by you know, Time Warner, they bought Sports Illustrated, they owned Sports Illustrated, it became more of a media empire, like a, me- a corporate media thing. Mm-hmm. It became less of a sports magazine for dudes and let's show hot chicks and bikinis to let's make a media statement. So let's become, let's become an advertiser-friendly, media-friendly. We can do TV shows, we can do this, stuff like that, but we have to empower women as well because otherwise we're seen as anachronistic and sexist. Well, in that case, I guess I don't know. Well, I mean, the 80s, they never would have put a fat model in, in, the, in the SI magazine. Okay, so let, let's just say, for the sake of argument, that the models are supposed to be yes. sexy, yes. right? They're not ma- SI is not making money off the Ashley Graham, Ashley Grahams of the world. Right, and, and because they don't care, because they're part of this conglomerate, and they can you know, lose money or not make as much or whatever. If you lined up 100 women and 100 men... And they were being honest, and he said, who's hotter? Who do you want to fuck more? Who do you think's a more attractive, flawless woman? Who do you think has more flaws? If they were being honest, 90 out of the 100 would say Lima. Yeah, some women might just counter that just to, for the sake of countering, right? Oh, I'm sure it, a lot of them would, but if they are being honest, they wouldn't. But, so the point is, if every, woman, if every woman, and by the way, this doesn't seem to apply to men, because like, as you've said many times, it's like a fat guy was like topless. There'd not be a, there'd never be a single person who say he was flawless. There'd never be like a pudgy male model that people would refer to as flawless. First of all, they would never be a pudgy male model. Well, like in wrestling, most of the guys are jacked, but then there's like just the big fat guy, and yes. he's, he's usually the bad guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but even in like even in, as an actor, if an actor's chubby, no one refers to him as flawless or sexy or empowering or whatever else they're always just he's the fat funny guy it's it's the contrarian thing and, and it's that's why it's because no one believes it like you're just uh what am i trying to say you're you're forcing it so much and and we know that you don't think it's true yes. but, but you're trying to convince yourself so much that you're gonna say that this overweight woman is flawless so i think the term no longer means anything it's become like the perfect what they used to have the perfect comeback on twitter is now flawless as model. The hyperboles. I understand like women's magazines and women's media outlets always talk to their female audience as if they're like 11 years old and not too smart. Right. They just refuse to like 
talk up to their audience. They always talk down to their audience, and that seems to win them a lot of audience. Seems to be yeah. very demean- very sexist and demeaning to like believe that like if you use a lot of OMGs and exclamation points and uh, hyper- hyperbolic terms to like grown women that they will like it more because they are childish <laughs> at, they are childish and infantile at heart. Yeah, like you wouldn't see that in men's mag- in men's magazines. They wouldn't do that. Like even like a Players Tribune or like SI, like I mentioned. They still write at like a twelfth grade, tenth to twelfth grade level for men. They don't talk down to them like, "Oh boy, oh boy!" Exclamation point! Super hot, like they write in full sentences, like yeah, microm- an AP AP Journal style. They write grammatically correct. And if fucking, um, I, I don't know, uh, uh, Kyrie Irving gains thirty pounds and looks like shit on the court, yes, no, you know, they're just gonna be ragging on him relentlessly, oh, yes, yes. In, like in a really mean way. Yes, of course they are. Um, I mean, I wonder if the editorial boards of these, you know, corporate fucking, you know, bullshit publications are made up strongly of heavy women. Uh, I don't or, think they are heavy women, but they're all they're all women. Because. Um, you know, the, another one they you see pretty often is uh, she's a real woman. Yes. And it's like, you mean she's a fat woman? Yes. So I don't think hot chicks have any problems in life, so they don't give a shit about this. Nope. But you would think if you were a hot chick, a, a petite woman or whatever, that you'd be like, okay, so how am I not a real woman? Uh, that's kind of insulting, isn't it? I'm just thinking how I wish someone would call me flawless and I could believe it, <laughs> believe it for a moment. Matt, let me ask you about Kevin Hart. He's a short guy. Yeah, I like. I sort of like when short guys succeed, but I'm also scared, inherently scared of short people. <laughs> yeah, I just believe they're just inherently evil. Well, they kind of automatically you you look over and you're used to looking over your shoulder. Yes, and a, a short guy sidles up next to you, and you're like, oh, yes. uh, where the fuck? Where did you come from? It's odd, and also I assume they just got beat up a lot when they were kids. Yeah, and they just sat in the corner and hatched evil plans to take over the world and destroy everybody. <laughs> Or become like heavy metal guitarists, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> every every angry like punk or heavy metal guy is all like five four, five five. They get into MMA yes. or uh, yeah, they, or jo- they jockeys. have a lot of aggression. I think. Yeah, my kid asked me why the jockeys were all in the in the Kentucky Derby were all like from Central America and like four eleven and eighty pounds. I'm like, if you grow up in that area and you're like short, you're just like going maybe to become a jockey. That's like your only hope to get out. There's just no hope you're going to survive unless like, by six you're riding horses full speed and risking your life. That's your only hope of like getting out. So you'll, you'll do that. They don't, there just are no like jockeys from like the United States. They're all like from Central Well, there America. was, uh, uh, shit, Bus, the Bus guy that owns the Lakers. Uh, Jerry Bus. His son is 6'2", yes. and his plan in life was to become a jockey. Really? So... Uh, he was briefly in charge of the team. I don't know if you noticed that. Uh, oh, the Sun. Yeah, oh, horrible. When they, made, when they destroyed the team. Yeah, yeah. For five, for five straight years. If you're 6'2 and you're telling me you want to be a jockey, I'm like, get the fuck out. Like, you're not working for me. They're all, you have to see them when they're talking, like, even next to the ladies who were doing the interviewing. They're, just, they're all midgets. They're just essentially just, like, highly functional. They're body proportional midgets, essentially. I want to see, a, yeah, like a documentary or something. It's sort of fascinating. Uh, they all come world. from like really shitty backgrounds, but they were willing at like age six to get up on a full horse and ride it fast and start learning. When you, I'm assuming a lot of them just kill themselves. Yeah, it's like sort of going to the coal mines. I assume a lot of them just fall off horses and get bad injuries, and yeah, they yeah. probably just shoot them or whatever. They fucking put them down like a horse. Uh, so Kevin Hart is short, but I actually like Kevin Hart. Uh, so he got extorted last summer. There was a big story, a big TMZ fueled story about how 
there was a sex tape. He's married. Kevin Hart's married. Uh, and there was a sex tape with him and another woman in Vegas in a hotel room getting it on. And that someone had this sex tape and they were extorting Kevin Hart for money. And the FBI got involved. And Kevin Hart had to apologize to his wife. For making stupid decisions, I love the word "stupid decisions." I would, I would say that was a deserved <laughs> apology. I like st- I like the term "stupid decisions." That means you had sex with somebody else. Like, it's not like I invested in the wrong IRA or like I bought the wrong color car or something like that. It's like I, stupid decisions. Always, I had sex with another with a woman, another woman. Well, in videotaping, it probably not not the best decision. Yeah. Well, also the idea that, that having sex with another woman is a stupid decision when. It probably did not feel that way when you were, when you were going when you were going about planning planning it. Uh, but anyhow, so it was a whole story. No one knew who was behind the sex tape. The girl in the video who once who she hired Lisa Bloom as her attorney, which is about Lisa Bloom, the former Harvey Weinstein attorney, who takes on any any female in trouble case, unless Harvey Weinstein pays her a lot of money, and then she takes on the rapist the rapist side at, at will. Uh, she wanted everyone to know that she was not a prostitute. She was not an escort. She's actually a legitimate musician. Uh, R&B musician that hooked up with uh, Kevin Hart. So she didn't want any part of this. That's what she claimed, but everyone assumed that she must have had the videotape and she was the one extorting Kevin Hart. That's what I thought. Or she knew the person who was. But it turned out this week, they found out through the investigation, the guy who was extorting Kevin Hart, one of his best friends. Oh, man. Secretly, yes. A guy named Jonathan something or other who Kevin Hart's known for a long time somehow got a hold of the tape and he was the one secretly extorting Hart for money to uh, make the tape public. So he was like, like anonymously extorting him. Yes, he uh, was sending him. What he was, a fucking ass. Yes, right. Uh, which immediately, like you know, Kevin Hart said he was just blown away, like sad how sad he was. But I've seen this. I've been around Hollywood and celebrities for a while now, and I've seen this a not to this level, perhaps, but a million times over. Where once these guys become, especially guys from these rough backgrounds, be athletes or entertainers, become rich and famous. They are a target, not just for people you would think, but for their best friends and their family members. Yeah. You talk about Kobe Bryant's dad. There's an endless number of stories of like guys who become rich and famous and their best friends, their brothers, their cousins, you know, people they came up with that they trusted more than anybody are just robbing them blind behind their back. Yeah. Is there any, like, can you really have friends, Matt, when you're rich and famous like that? I mean, I know that... My trusted friends, like that, I grew up with, would not. Oh, do you? Do not, you? Would not be doing that kind of thing. But I don't know. Like, I don't get. I really don't get it. Like, I, Kevin Hart seems like a pretty nice guy, unless he has a side that I'm not aware of. And you know, you would think if you're a nice guy, you, your friends are nice guys. And like, I just don't get how. Like, maybe the guy's like, he doesn't deserve all this. Fuck it, I'm going to take some of it. Like, I, I don't know. I don't get how that. that do you know? Where, do you know? Where, uh, are you aware, Matt? Where nice guys finish? <laughs> that's it but I mean it's, it's so the allure of the money first of all these guys become they're not like uh, uh, savvy business guys so these are not guys who become rich and famous who are like account, have accounting backgrounds right these are guys like you said Kevin Hart gets money from 50 different places he has so much money coming in from so many places it's gotta be hard to keep track it's of it's probably hard I mean someone could steal money from him and he would not be aware of it for long it was not gonna like he's not gonna find out like he's not gonna go to his ATM it's gonna be zero and go like, oh shit! Someone stole my three hundred bu- last three hundred bucks. But it's not that hard. Like, someone asked me if I wanted a money manager. Not, not that I'm making uh, Kevin Hart money by any means. But I'm like, no, cash your own checks. You know, look at the um, the the stubs. Like, it's not that difficult. Well, that doesn't he, include being blackmailed, obviously. Yeah, you know? well, or or being Kevin Hart, where his finances are so complicated, there's no way possible way he could do it if he wanted to. 
But, but he could know whether or not someone was stealing. You could stay money. on top of that shit, but then you got a whole different kind of hell going on, which is where you think everyone's stealing from you, so you're fucking Scrooge McDuck with the books <laughs> up late night with a candle right. going through the accounting books. I just think I've seen so many guys who've had their best friends, guys who've like, I mean, like, they come up with through thick and thin, and they're being ripped off by them. Or let alone parents, like, let, Kobe's not the only example, parents. Brothers, family members, uh, anybody. You expect like the agent or the accountant to rip them off? That just goes with the territory because they can. The parents thing with Kobe—that's just like, wow. I mean, it's, uh, I just don't think we have much. I, I think he, human beings might and uh, not be that great. But that was back in the day with like what's his name, Macaulay Culkin. We had to sue his parents because yeah, they were stealing thing, his acting money. I, it's just money and, and all that stuff just makes people really weird and. It brings out the asshole and everybody you know, and they, yeah, sure, not every, not all your friends are going to turn you, but someone like this, like Kevin Hart, all of a sudden your bet, you know, one of your really good friends is trying to extort money out of you for a set with a sex tape. I mean, like, if I was Kevin Hart now, I would be. You really, can't trust anybody. I'd be bitter for the rest of my life. Yes, I'd be paranoid, and I would attempt to ruin this guy's life, like as much as possible. That's I don't what, think I don't think I he's going to. I don't, I don't think he's going to the last part, but I can see how you would. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're vindictive. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, and also, by the way, the guy didn't get any money out of him, I guess. And the guy will go to jail, I suppose. He'll go to prison for the extortion plot. Right. But I think, like, what, I, I hate to ever say something nice or kind about rich and famous celebrity people because they really have a really good deal. They have a really, really nice deal. Right. But the one downside is that they're in this fucking, their private lives and their personal lives are completely destroyed. They have camera people following them everywhere they go, even with their kids. They can't, like, cheat on their wives because people are, you know, everyone wonders why they're hiring escorts. They can't just go to a club and hit on a chick. They can't have sex with anybody. They can't go anywhere without it being questioned about what they're wearing, what they're doing, who they're with. And then they have their friends and people they do is trying to steal their shit or sell their videotapes to TMZ. Or like, you know, they're like, you gotta, everyone's got a camera on you all the time. Your life is kind of like, you become a recluse. Like, why not just get a Malibu fucking estate and never, ever leave it? Because you yeah. can't go in public ever again. I agree. Although, in, in the case of Kevin Hart... He seems to really be courting the attention. I mean, every every like uh, like NBA event, he does like half an hour of like yes. fairly bad comedy bits. I mean, I think he's funny, but you know, he's just it's like live unscripted. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? How is this happening? <laughs> he's but, he's omnipresent. Yeah, but he's, a, mean, he's, a, he's got the hustler mentality. He, he so. seeks out the attention. Yeah. So you know, not that he deserves to be blackmailed, but. Uh, I think maybe, I think maybe he will learn from that. I don't know. I think he once said he would never turn down a gig. It's just not his. It's just mentality. His hustler mentality. Right. Is he would just never turn down a job uh, because it's just something he's not. That's so foreign to him. That you know, guys who have to work to get their shit. Just know you never stop. Well, I think I I read that what happened with him is he was given some uh, sitcom opportunity. Uh, a long time ago and it he didn't like uh, put the proper effort into it and it didn't work out oh really and he was like I, I totally blew this opportunity and then he was like never again like I'll never blow another opportunity so now he's just like hyper uh, uh, ambitious and does everything and now his friend just fucked him over I mean, imagine that you can't even have sex with a with a quote R&B singer up-and-coming R&B singer in a Vegas hotel anymore. Dude, even the escorts aren't safe anymore. No. They're Fucking rec- stormy goddamn Daniel. No. You think, like, at worst, okay, I'm going to have to pay her a lot of money to get shut up, and you pay her the money, she still doesn't shut up. This is, this is the downside of being a... Think about all the think about all the shit you can get away with when you're not, like, a target, you don't have a target on your back like that. Think about all the sex and 
drunk bullshit you can do and get in fights and all that stuff that isn't videotaped. Yeah. And now imagine you're like Kevin Hart and everything you do is videotaped and you can't do any of that fun shit anymore. Well, how do you like vet... And Kevin Hart's married, so he probably shouldn't be doing this anyway, but how do you vet a chick if you're like, I want to bang this super hot chick? Like, how do you know you can trust her? You can't. That's why these guys used to hire... Everyone's like, oh, why are they seeing escorts? They have to see escorts because the cash relationship is the only thing that kept them safe. And now that's not even that's not it keeps them safe anymore. Not but that I you, cry tears for them so much, but it is kind of a shitty situation when you really can't have a personal, you can't have a private life at all. But if you're hanging out, let's say you're uh, Kevin Hart, and you're hanging out with this super hot, smoking hot, twenty five year old chick. But you know she uh, she's a, a lawyer. She's yeah. a, working to become a partner at a law firm. You hang out with her. She doesn't seem crazy. She's cool. You know, you, you could even hang out and, and not have sex, but you definitely... And, uh, sorry, now I'm just... I think this is turning into a fantasy, but... It sounds uh, like you, Matt. Is, is this really about you? <laughs> but then, can't you... Can you trust her, or you no. still can't? No. I, well, after this, I don't think he's going to trust anybody ever again, like you said. Yeah. That just really sucks. You can't try. You have to assume, or the story you told about the NBA rookies being told to flush their condoms, flush the condoms. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how, I mean, how sad is a life is that if you're, if you're having to find your used condoms and flush them down the toilet? I mean, you're just yeah. sitting there on the toilet with your used condom going like, what, 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 what has life become? What has life become for me? I'm flushing my semen down a toilet. I mean, men and, men and women are obviously not one gender is better than the other. There's no way that could work out and in, in, in nature. Uh, it's not like male caterpillars are fucking better than female or whatever. Um, but men are aggressive um, douchebags. They, they hurt people. They, they you know... And women are very conniving. Yes. Oh, I know. love that word. And, uh, I think you're going to say cunty. <laughs> no, those, those are the main differences. It's guys. It's survival. Are, it's different survival instincts. Exactly. And, you, you know. Yeah, but this is a bite. This is a bite, dude. This is a bro. This is a tight guy who, who turned on him. So you can't trust that. You really, I mean, you have a conniving. What if you got a guy who's conniving? Then you're screwed. Yeah. All right, Matt. Penny's at a bunch. Our final segment today. Uh, as you may know, I'm obsessed with The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> I noticed. You, you send me a lot of messages uh, detailing. I just sort of want you to watch. I need someone. To, I don't know any other guy who watches it, so I need to find somebody <laughs> who shares the pain with me. Like, it's clearly not a show for guys, certainly not to watch on their own, as I do. I'll watch one episode if you promise to leave me alone. Okay. 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 <laughs> you know, I used to be uh, obsessed with, like, the Zika virus. Yes. <laughs> the tiny shrunken heads. <laughs> By the way, that, did you notice that all disappeared? Yeah. Like, Zika just went away. I'm assuming it's still going around, but the tiny shrunken head baby stories uh, have just, just, since the Olympics, have all disappeared. Well, so, I, I think environmentalism is uh, d- uh, on a decline uh, in this country and, and uh, overseas, but I think when you start seeing the shrunken heads, it's like, okay, you need to stop dumping yes. that shit into the fucking water immediately. But I assume Zika is still a problem in Brazil. It's just that since Americans are no longer in Brazil, it's no longer an, it's no longer a story. I thought they traced it to a pesticide. Did I, they? I think so. I don't it know. was pretty rampant there. Uh, so the Handmaid's Tale, you, you got to watch once. Uh, it is what I would call feminist pornography, in the sense that it, it is a dream. Uh, the, the show is entirely well. It was written. It was based on a feminist novel by Margaret Atwood, who's a Canadian who not only hates men but hated America. So she combined her two hates and, and formed a book, a novel about a dystopian, uh, uh, like ten years uh, not so distant future in the United States, where it's been taken over by a right Christian right wing theocracy, 
uh, that has turned everything back to biblical times in terms of morals. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the country is run by men who have assault re- weapons, who are Christian conservatives, and they uh, for- subjugate the good women, and the women who are tawdry and sinful are forced to be uh, uh, sec- uh, raped, baby-making sl- handmaids. Mm-hmm. As you know, it could happen at any time in the United States. I mean, that could be next week here in the, in the good old U.S. of A. Uh, but that was Margaret Atwood's thing. So she got her, her point of view across, which is that men are just waiting to take over the world and rape women again at any given time. And this could only happen in the United States because, by the way, in her story, Canada is the sanctuary. That's where the women from the United States can escape to to Canada where they can be treated fairly equally and, and, and with dignity. You know what I just realized is flawed about this? Yes. A lot of things. Yes. Uh, the sort of religious Christian fundamentalist guys, uh, they do exert a, a disproportionate amount of political power. Yes. But even the craziest one of these crazy people doesn't even want to do that. No. No. So, they, they, the, guy, the guys who are crazy enough to want to do that run little cults like in Utah or they Missouri, where they have, where basically they're just having sex with twelve-year-olds, right? And you know the, the Jedediah, whatever, so and so was running. Their numbers are generally fairly small. They might get up to thirty people, but they're never going to get to thirty million. They're just not going to and take over the Congress and the and the presidency and take control of the nation's nuclear stockpile and uh, pass out weapons to people and suddenly subjugate all the all, all the uh, uh, women in the country. Yeah, I mean, say what you want about politicians, and there even could be some misogyny involved with pro-choice and whatnot but uh, yeah i don't see john mccain being like well you know what yeah we should start raping yes yes it's fairly (laughs) ludicrous if you think about it. not to mention you know the country gets less religious every year so women if this hasn't happened in the past it's definitely not going to happen in the future well it happened in the past it was called the biblical it was i mean this happened in the history of mankind in the past right where women were all slaves or prostitutes there were no women had no rights they were considered property and they could be essentially raped or sexually used, or they were like one of 75 wives. That happened in the Old Testament. You can just read it. That's exactly what it was. So we want to, I, I guess the idea is, let's bring that back so we can have something to complain about? <laughs> I don't really know. But it's like, I think this is what feminists dream about in terms of like torture porn for them, which is that this is going to happen to us at any moment. All this independence and socioeconomic power. In fact, like one of the characters in the movie is a very progressive lesbian college teacher, and then she becomes a female sex rape slave, you know, for the for the for the bit to make babies. I imagine that like if you're a very liberated female lesbian college professor, and you have basically you know you have a world where you have anything you want now. That's sort of what you dream. That's your nightmare at night. Is that the theocracy takes over and you get forced to have sex with men to make babies to force to live with to make babies. Yeah. I just assume that's like what you dream about to like, and that's then that drives you to fight. The, yeah, to, to rile yourself up. Yeah, to rile yourself up and say we got to keep fighting, ladies, because otherwise this is around the corner. But I, which so, is the whole? Which, by the way, is the entire emphasis of the Handmaid's Tale? Uh, and in the second season, so they've got now the second se- first season was all that. Raped women, subjugated, they were beaten, they were all this stuff. No, even the women who were not, were the wives of the, famous, of the important men, are subjugated. They can clean dishes and they can whatever, and they're all infertile. Uh, and they all have to wear dress, dress, long dresses and petticoats and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but in the second season, they've gone off the rails, Matt, let me tell you, because the second season of the novel, the, the, the source material from the novel's over. So now you have Hollywood uh, taking control of the story where they can create any... Uh, sort of uh, feminist rape town, rape culture, dystopian future, and they've just gone overboard. 
So now they've just gone to the point of like, complete ridiculousness, such that Elizabeth Moss, who's a main character who is raped constantly as a, as a uh, sex slave, basically handmade to produce babies for the, for the new administration, uh, think, has memories of her mother. And her mother, by the way, turned out to be a lesbian, single mom, who was raped and worked at an abortion, <laughs> worked at an abortion clinic. So she... Mm. She and was also extremely into 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 books and liter- literary. She hit every single like <laughs> progressive female female uh, heroic notch there is. And then of course she's of course uh, enslaved and forced to work herself to death under the under the new uh, under the new government because she's a defiler of uh, whatever babies or whatever else it is. Was there someone in the writers' room like maybe this is too much? No, that's that's what I'm, you're, it's like. You're allowed to do. I mean, it'd be the same thing as like you know I mentioned to you like if. And this may exist, I don't know, but like if like Pat Robertson and his Christian Wright were like making shows where like all the gay people were conniving thieves and, and sodomizing each other in, in AIDS and all the black people were drug dealers and hustlers and you know, only the guy with the Bible, the white guy with the Bible was a good guy right. and he had to try and survive in this world of horrible minorities and sodomites and stuff like that. And by the way, I'm guessing he did make a show like this at some point, <laughs> but that's the converse idiocy of this Handmaid's Tale. Only you're not allowed to say it's idiotic or pretend it's, it's stupid. You have to go like you have to give it Emmy. They won the most Emmys ever, like in the history of stuff. You have to say how like enlightening and inspiring and empowering it is to see what women, the plight of women really is. It's completely idiotic, and so women have, I think, a decent amount of privilege over men in this society. But at the very least, they have equal rights. Not that there aren't some problems, but I don't understand why. Hey, you want to feel sorry for yourself. You want to you want to feel like you're a victim. So you have this fantasy of of being this victim so you can sit there and, and feel like like identify with these rape victims because like uh you had to wear a skirt to school or something. <laughs> like it doesn't make any fucking sense. And like if you're going to have a fantasy, why make it something that's totally detached from all reality? Why make it something so negative and morose and and fucking uh, you know self-flagellating? You're gonna have a fantasy. It can be anything. Why not just have a world where you know dudes go down on you and uh, <laughs> you, you do a three sixty dunk and you eat ice cream and don't gain weight or whatever? Like, why does it have to be this fucking morbid thing? That's man thinking, Matt. That's man thinking. That's what Batman <laughs> shows about. Superhero shows about. Like, who enjoys? That's what I don't understand. Like shit uh, for no reason. But there, there are must be a sizable because it's very popular. Must be a sizable chunk of women who watch this and go, yeah, yeah, you go, girl. This is exactly what's happening. So they want. I told be, you this could happen. They want to be a victim. It's a victim, feminist victim torture porn. Right. That's the best I can tell. And they're getting off. I mean, they're getting off on this. Like it's so beyond the pale. It's so bizarrely like unrealistic and so horrific to women. It's also misandry, by the way. It's, in, it's insinuating oh, yeah. that all men want to... <laughs> most men desire to rape women and f- make baby farms or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it's, a, ra- it's a belief in the rape culture that men are inherently aggressive rapists, and if they had the chance to subjugate women and rape them at will, they would do that again in a heartbeat. Right. Uh, except for minority men and gay men in the show are treated, very, are treated excluded from that because uh, they are seen as being uh, very spiritual 
and uh, progressive and beyond, uh, not part of this white Christian male cadre. As if uh, those guys won't get on the act if they had a chance as well. <laughs> but they're not. They've ex- the writers have clearly made it shown that those people are also under attack from these same people. So therefore, even though they're males, they're in an excluded ca- category of exclusion where they're actually uh, evolutionarily advanced, uh, sympathetic males as opposed to the, the rapist, violent males with assault rifles who put their guns down only to rape the, to rape the women. So white guy's bad, black guy will give you a chance. Okay, at least uh, not uh, not uh, aggress- aggressively, uh, not a rapist, not a rapist. So yeah, uh, it, it's honestly I don't. I watch the show. I just be amused by the show at like how far they will go in terms of this hitting every single like feminist agenda scared list item. I just trying to turn it into like a legitimate character or story. The only person I know who watches the show is a friend of mine who's, <laughs> who I'm not going to name. Is it a chick who uh, thinks she's awesome because she bangs a lot of dudes? Uh, she uh, is kind of a slob. May, may or may not take pride in like eating too much Taco Bell. Like mm. like that's a real uh, yeah. sticking it to the man type yes. of thing. I do whatever I want. Like, rebel, you know, a rebel. Right, exactly. Cool hand, Luke. And I, I think she. Uh, and you know, I think like she she has too much pubic hair. Like that's another like real mm. uh, fighting the system type of deal. But it's all very self indulgent, obviously. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, she's a big fan of that show. Neck tattoo? Does she have a tattoo on her neck? Um, no, but no. she. Uh, I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. You already told me about pubic hair. I've asked too much. Weird makeup choices. I've gone, aggressive. I've gone too far. Just sort of you know angry at the world. Type can we call? Thing. Can we call uh, 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 too much pubic hair now a collid? <laughs> DJ, DJ Collin, the reverse. All right, that's our show for this week. Brian, you got something to wish to sell and whore yourself out for? Guess uh, not really much going on. Uh, Matt, what about you? Where, 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 where can we find you going down on women? <laughs> uh, Twitter at Matthew Ralston, um, uh, 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 MattRalston.net, LaserCat on Sunset Strip every Tuesday. Um, and I, I, I got some more uh, exciting announcements coming, but not uh, this week. Are you going to see uh, Man and Ox at a UW uh, uh, alumni event? Uh, I would like to. I mean, I, I think really, you know, working against her is the fact that, she, I mean, she's pretty smoking hot, isn't she? She's not. She's hot for a murderer. She's hot. She's Seattle hot. Uh, she yeah, but uh, now she's she's a fa- now she's an arch feminist. She's toned down her looks intentionally, oh. so she's not as hot as she was when she was having sex with a dude and with the other hand slaughtering a slaughtering her roommate in a bathtub in Italy. I lost a lot of respect for her when she started dating that uh, hipster, yes. asshole looking guy that yes. had like shaved like stripes into his beard. Yes, and uh, I think he like is an artist or some shit. Just how we were talking about how like guys who are Alabama linebackers who can't get the hood out of themselves no matter how much money they make. Yeah, uh, chicks from Seattle can't get the hipster. Dude, out of their lives, no matter yeah. what, no matter what, just it's just stuck in their bones. They're gonna drink coffee and date a guy like that, no matter what. That made me think she might be weird enough that she did kill someone. Uh, I think she uh, no, at least knows about the murder. She knows more. We should be interviewing her. Amber Rose should be interviewing her. Uh, I want to remind you guys to go to uh, Patreon, p a t r e o n dot com forward slash forward slash Last Men on Earth. I'm singing. I'm singing now on Patreon.com. I don't know how that happened. Uh, I'm going to ble- go with some kind of intoxicant. You can hear me sing, and you can become a sponsor of the show. We're going to cut that off. We're going to cut that shit off at some point. You want to have your name in Marvel. Uh, this is Lex. I want to thank Rocco's. Thank you very much. Okay. Rocco's Pizza. Last minute. Talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>